What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. Let's turn on the old Mr. Rogers light, let's turn on this light here. Now, got a great story for you today, uh, comes to us from Richard Doty about an alien entity that just happens to pop in on a b-52 back in 1969 and this is unlike any alien we've heard of so far as to date and why did it pop in on this particular mission and what did it look like what items did it have in its hands and what was its purpose and what did we do about it what was our response so first and foremost say hello to dead kitty yes he's back We've got everything Zen Bigfoot meditating on the 69th dimension tonight. And then we've got Baby Alien trying to transmit feelings of peace and tranquility to us. Yes. So, I hope you're doing excellent. Let's get this light out of there. Now, what is this all about? I have the hood on because it's freaking cold. Uh, what are we talking about? So, in 1969, the United States government had a program where it was called chrome dome this chrome dome program would allow for these b-52s which are also known as strato fortresses to basically go out from strategic air command bases and go around the world in different different flight paths with atomic weapons on them nuke weapons um, usually up to four nuclear uh, devices at, on each aircraft so that we could get the strategic upper hand on Russia and China. So that we could be the first to strike. Because keep in mind, this is 1969. It's not 2023 where we have, you know, all these different types of nuclear delivery systems. They wanted to have a strata fortress in the sky so that we could nail them at any point and they could go and drop a nuke on them. So what is a strata fortress some people confuse the b-52 with the b-2 okay this is not a stealth bomber this thing is a strata fortress okay if you want to take a picture or see a picture of it let me uh let me pull it over here here we go so you can see behind me this thing is huge it has it's it's jet propelled it has huge jets on it for a for a piece and the <laughs> They used that they, they don't even call this thing strata fortress anymore. The thing's so dang big that they call it buff. They call it big ugly fat fella. Or your favorite swear word at the end if you want to. Uh because that's actually what's in there. Um but yeah, it's powered uh, actually they have uh six total engines, but four of them are the big bad boys. And uh, they were originated and took its maiden flight back in 1952, and they were built to carry nuclear weapons um, and have a humongous payload. They had, I think it's, uh, the bombers can carry 70,000 pounds of weapons, and its typical combat range is 8,800 miles without refueling. 8,800 miles, dude, how freaking long is, is America? I mean, it's like, it's not even 8,800 miles. I think this thing can fly around the world like a couple times. It's ridiculous. Um, but what they would do is they would fly these flight paths and this particular mission in 1969, this particular mission took off from KI, um, base in Michigan and it was directed tr directly up to the Arctic circle so that it had easy access to China and Russia and it would just circle. 
keep in mind the Arctic Circle is owned by no one, right? It's international flight flight area. So you can go up there, you can fly around there, but it you know it's really kind of like international. You're not really supposed to be up there, but America didn't give a shit. So they're up there, they're doing they're doing a circular path 24 hours a day for a week. They would come up and get refueled. And, and they had two crews that would fly 12 hours apiece. So they'd have a crew that's sleeping and a crew that's awake flying this thing just at the ready. Okay? So they were doing this, this test and they were up there at the Arctic Circle. And all of a sudden, the pilot gets a call from his uh, from, from one of the uh, military, Air Force, uh, what do they call them? They're a flight controller. They're kind of like a, a flight planner for being inside of the aircraft. So, like, they have the pilot, the co-pilot, they have a gunner, they have, a, like, a flight planner, and I think an engineer as well. So, they had five guys total on each each shift. So, ten guys total, I guess. Um, so, the pilot gets a call from the flight... At Evernorth Health Services... We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Flight planner. And he's like, hey, uh, we got a problem. We got we got a stowaway. Um so that's the call he gets. The pilot comes down the stairs because on the B B fifty twos there's two decks, top deck and, and lower deck. The pilot comes down, meets the flight engineer, flight flight planner, and he's like, "Hey, uh, what the hell are you talking about?" And he's like, "Down there, we got an entity down there." So they go down past the Bombay doors, down the engineering tunnel to this room where this entity is sitting in a chair. This entity has jowls. Jowls, okay? We don't have any entity that's ever had jowls, okay? This thing has jowls, and it has a, a ridged line around its forehead, so it's, like, ridged up. Not really like horns, but, like, protruding and out, and then and then up, up a bit. And um, this entity is sitting in the chair with... A ball, a, like a crystal-ish type ball in one hand, and like this, like long protruding type cane or whatever you want to call it. It's long, long, narrow device in its other hand, and it's just sitting there. And every military member on these B-52s has a 38 caliber handgun on them in case they need to bail, in case they need survival. Um, you know, weaponry to defend themselves. So they all have 38s on them. So the, I think, I can't remember if he said the pilot or the, or the flight planner shot this thing. They didn't try to talk to it. They didn't try to like communicate with it. They shot the damn thing. 
and the thing just croaks over and dies. I couldn't believe it. Well, at least that's what they thought, right? So they're like, holy shit, what happened? Did we kill it? And it falls into the bomb bay doors. So that's kind of where they were at. This thing was like right near the bomb, and it falls into the bomb bay doors. Now, they have four megaton bombs on hand. They have four Mark 28s. So these things are a humongous hazard. They got a dead alien on top of them with two devices. They have no fucking clue what's going on while they're circling the Arctic Circle. So they have to land. They call for an emergency land. They call back to uh, they call back to their base. They get an emergency landing. They can land, but guess what? What the hell do you do now? You got this thing in your Bombay doors. How do you get it out? Is it safe? Are there biological risks? Are there psychological risks? Are there is, is the nuke going to go off because this alien's in there with its devices? Are the devices going to turn the nuclear device on? We have no clue. This is unprecedented. So that's exactly what they were worried about. And so they eventually, um, on this model, it was an H model uh, B-52, which allowed you to open the bomb bay doors slowly. On the previous model, it was just an open and close, just drop and, 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 and close. But this one, you could open it slowly so they could allow the beam to fall out and then they could collect it and bring it back home and do whatever studies they did on it. The rest of these guys around the B-52 really had no idea what happened. They had no clue. They were like, okay, well, you know, we don't know what went on. We don't know what this thing is. So they get debriefed, okay? They immediately get debriefed and everybody that's in the craft gets debriefed and they're all told that... Um, you were all suffering from oxygen deprivation and that we had a malfunction on the aircraft and that nothing else happened. That's why you had to land quickly. And that's the story that they had to run with for years and years and years. Eventually, the pilot goes to one of these conventions to tell different stories, not that story, but other stories that he had encountered while in the military and, and elsewhere. And he sees his, his CO. His CEO pops up out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, you remember back in 69, that thing? And the pilot's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's following the orders from back in 69 all the way up to 2020s. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, no, but you, you remember it, right? And he's like, I remember something, but I don't remember anything. You see what he's doing there? He's saying, yes, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I'm not going to talk about it. See, these guys, they don't know if they're being tested or if they're just, this is just a friendly guy trying to, you know, friendly military brother just trying to, you know, have a conversation about this, this bizarre event that, you know, is a once in a lifetime, once in a triple lifetime event, right? So the questions I have are, are plentiful. But let's start with the obvious. Why did this entity just pop onto this aircraft at this time? Okay, the time was 1969. Pretty volatile time in American history. We had the battle uh, going on with Cuba. Uh, Cuba was a strategic location for Russia. Cuba had missiles. We had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Kennedy was involved with that. Kennedy was around at that time. And, you know, the theory was Kennedy was going to release information on the aliens. But th besides all that, these guys are in the Arctic Circle. 
right? We know that there's alien bases in the Arctic Circle. We've been told about this by multiple whistleblowers, but especially the remote viewers who remote viewed this area plenty of times and saw multiple alien bases up in this area. Another reason is, is that we have, um, what was it, Operation uh, High Jump, where um, they flew over the Arctic Circle. They saw the entry into the, into the Earth into Agartha, the inner earth, and so that, you know, that's the area where there's a total no other civilization inside. So, um, this entity could have been from inside the earth, it could have been from off-planet, could have been from anywhere. The point is, is that this strata fortress, or buff, if you want to call it that, this B-52, had four nukes on it. Aliens don't like nukes. It messes with their time timeline. It messes with their space. It messes with a whole bunch of shit, apparently. So, this being, I think, went on the on the plane to speak with the pilot, but got shot before he could even speak to him. My question is this. If that's the case, why, with the advanced intellect of these aliens, and they, ha I believe they have telepathic powers, they can predict what we're going to do based on our chemistry, based on our thought process, based on just looking at us, understanding us, studying us for so many years. Why didn't this alien use his tech? He had like a ball and a freaking cane thing. Stop, stopped him from shooting him. It, it, that to me seems weird unless they really caught him off guard, but he had to expect that he was going to catch him off guard just by showing up on the airplane. Um, I just don't know why he couldn't have prevented his own death. Um, that seems really bizarre to me. So, um, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I think that there's many aliens that are out there that are trying to prevent us from killing ourselves, killing killing space in itself, time in itself. Um, that they don't want us to use nuclear weapons whatsoever, and so they're willing to send whoever they can to stop that from happening. Now, the case with this is that they dropped this body off. That was it. Nada. No more. No more information. They just dropped it off, and they basically had to go their own ways, and that's the end of it. Why did this entity look so different than any other species that we've heard of? Had large jowls, black eyes, bluish in color, Wearing like a blackish or a silverish, silverish, uh, robish uh, tunic type thing, and had this ridge above its head, and then it has this crystalline ball. It has this pole or cane or whatever it is. This pole looked like a power device or a weapon or some sort of device that's powered at least. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a weapon. Why? What? What? <laughs> Where did this thing come from? Do you believe it came from space? Do you believe it came from inner earth? Do you believe it, it represents or sounds like another species that we've heard of? To me, it doesn't. To me, it sounds like a totally different species. Maybe some sort of, you know, elder species or, or an inner species, inner earth species uh, alien. I would want to say it'd be like an elder species trying to protect us, but you know what? Protect us from killing ourselves or whatever. But if that was the case, I would believe it would have higher telepathic predictive capabilities and would have stopped being killed. I also believe that there's other species out there that can't protect themselves from being killed. They're not used to our species. They're not used to, you know, violence in that way. Um, 
but I believe there's other species that can totally stop it. They can stop us in our tracks. They can abduct us at any point, and they have that capability. Maybe he just didn't have that capability. Maybe he wasn't that type of being. Maybe he wasn't a violent or, you know, maybe he was a pacifist, I, you know, pacifist-type species. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't sound like a species that we're pretty aware of. So it almost lends itself, being that they were circling the Arctic Circle, that this was an inner Earth being, and that it was teleported onto the ship to make it stop to make it stop doing what it was doing or to have a conversation maybe at least but you gotta wonder why they didn't know about our military and how violent we are and how they're not gonna take kindly to like some species just dropping in on their b-52 bomber uh running patterns around the arctic circle uh, when we're in a war type situation scenario so that's the story uh, I don't have a whole lot more than that. I could tell you a little bit more about the B-52s, but I think you can definitely look look that up um, on your own. Um, they are bombers. They are... <laughs> that, that, that's that's their goal. Um, and we did run that mission. It, it, was, it was called the Chrome Dome Mission. Um, they take off from, from SACs. They're called uh, Strategic Air Command Bases. Um, and they're strategically placed all around the world. And they run these missions all the time. So why this particular mission? Probably because it was around the Arctic Circle. Probably because of 1969. Probably because they knew something was going to happen at some point, And maybe they just wanted to drop in and try to reason with people. Maybe they couldn't beam in and just go talk to the government. Maybe they could try to just talk to these, these guys on these craft. Maybe they were just worried about the fact that they were running a new a new pattern around the Arctic Circle. Maybe it was a brand new thing and it hadn't happened before. And so they just beamed somebody up, one of their uh, congressmen, to speak to us. Maybe the device that he had in his hand was his teleportation device. <coughs> Maybe it wasn't a weapon at all. Maybe it had no defensive capabilities whatsoever. Uh, but we'll never know because these, these military uh, Air Force uh, members didn't communicate with it, or at least they didn't communicate to us that they communicated to with it and Doty would have known because he was part of the part of the, de the debriefing and part of the uh, office of uh, special investigations with the Air Force so that's the story it's bizarre uh it's it's interesting to me it has a different alien in it uh makes me think it's inner earth um not something we come across in these podcasts uh, we, I have done a podcast about Agartha, if you want to check it out. Um, I believe there is an inner earth where there is other beings, other, other bio, biologics, other, you know, plant life, other possible animal life, you know, within the earth, because there's so many different spaces around earth that have yet to be explored. Um, not to mention the deep, deep ocean, which I just took a look at a video where they captured, um, on a deep ocean cam. A brand new, crazy, crazy looking octopus-like thing with these insanely long arms. Like 30, 40, 50 foot, maybe 100 foot long arms. It's hard to tell the scale. Um, but they didn't look like tentacles. They look like long, skinny appendages. Really bizarre. Um, maybe I'll pop that up in one of the next podcasts. So, anyway guys, I hope you're taking care of yourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally. You follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. I think that's important. And uh, as always, continue to question the universe around you. Um, 
please go like, follow, and subscribe. Share to your friends. Just post it up on Facebook or Insta or whatever just to share the message and, you know, get this information out there. Um, doesn't cost anything. It's free. Thank you so much, guys, for joining, and take care of yourselves. Lockdown Universe out.